What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Whitney B, and welcome back to the second episode of Sports Talk. And it's opening day here in Detroit. This is like a Detroit holiday, y'all. So if I sound super excited, if I sound extra happy, I am. This is our day. This is a day that we've all been waiting on. I'll talk about that later on in the show. I'm not going to give you guys a long introduction. Without further ado, let's get this show started. And again, welcome back to the second episode of Sports Talk with your girl, Whitney B. That's me. I'm dressed as a tiger today because it is the Detroit Tigers opening day here in Detroit downtown. I'm going to just kick the show off talking about opening day because I'm already on 10. I'm already excited. You know, y'all, let's just go. I can't personally be down there tailgating because actually I'm here to give you guys the show. It starts at 110 today. I'm not sure why not the 105 start like normal years, but it starts at 110. So if you have your tickets, you should already be down there. It was 8,200 people that they opened Comerica Park to today because of COVID. And also with the like the rules or whatever's going on, you can't actually be down there if you don't have a ticket, according to the mayor or the governor. But if you're responsible, you safe. they have all the bars down there. Still be responsible, but support local businesses. Because I also heard that a lot of the restaurants had to send beer back. Like, that's so weird. When did, <clears throat> excuse me, bars or restaurants have to, you know, start sending back beer? But it's because they're not getting the same turnout that they're, you know, getting every other year with the tailgates and the parties and everything that we're used to, like, this is it. Everybody's down there, face paint, tiger's gear, hype, drunk. You know, it's opening day. It's it's the holiday. I'm, I'm sure opening day, or I hope opening day is the same in everybody else's states. I'm not sure where you guys are from, but I, I, I 100% hope that you guys have a fun opening day like we have here at the Tigers. And, you know, let's just turn up and eat them up. Tigers today, they are opening up with the Cleveland Indians. So I hope that we get a good run. Um, if I could think back to my favorite Tiger, um, for sure, probably in my time, Justin Verlander, but in like all time, I love me some Willie Horton. Willie Horton is actually the grandfather of one of my good friends, Dominique. I actually love Willie. He is funny, and he's an all-time great Tiger, you know, set a lot of records. He came to Detroit from Seattle, guys. So even being able to pick up Willie when we did and, you know, what he's done for the city and still does for the Tigers, you know, just being on the staff and everything there. So, you know, shout-out to Willie Horton and the Detroit Tigers. I'm with that, guys. I'm planning on bringing you a fun field show, very informative. Um, like I said in the beginning, I'm on 10 today, y'all. So, you know, just let's ride this wave together. Hopefully, we're all happy. We're all excited. I know it's the end of the day. You know, it's 5 p.m. when this show is posted. So just, you know... I'm I'm hoping that my excitement and my energy is still able to, you know, go through your ears and everything and everybody's spirit is just lifted because this is really going to be a fun show today, as well as very informative because, again, this is sports talk and I have a lot to talk about. Um, I got an update on Deshaun Watson, like I promised you guys from last week, and it is an update. So, you know, stay tuned for that because that is really wild. It'll be towards the end of the show. I also have some updates to bring you when we talked a little bit last week about um, the Sue Bird and LeBron James thing. 
Now, it's not necessarily still about Sue Bird and LeBron James, but it's definitely on the topic of the difference in pay between the men and the women athletes and some things that some of the men athletes had to say versus how the women responded. So definitely, you know, stay tuned. We'll be talking about that as well. Um, I do want to get some Lions and NFL update in real fast um, before we take a quick break. Uh, did you guys hear that the NFL is going to 17 games in the season? That excites me. Why does it excite me? Because I love the NFL. Why isn't it so exciting? Because they only cut one preseason game to make that game happen. So it's not like we're getting another week of football. It's just going to be another added real game for the season. So as far as our Detroit Lions, they'll be actually playing the Broncos in week 17, and they'll be going to the Broncos. So that'll be an interesting matchup. One, a good, another, another good matchup that I saw on that week 17 uh, roster was a nice um, – I think it was Seattle to Pittsburgh, which I really feel like Russell Wilson is probably going to whoop up on Ben Roethlisberger. I honestly can't believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers re-signed Ben, even though it's for one year. Did they not have faith in the draft or faith in getting any, you know, picking up another quarterback in free agency? I'm not sure. You know, this year it was a lot of whining quarterbacks. Everybody kind of seemed to want to get out. You know, it was just weird. So it's just, I, I mean, I wonder why Seattle continue. I mean, not Seattle, I'm sorry. Pittsburgh continued to have faith in Ben because, I mean, I, don't, I, I feel like Ben don't have faith in Ben at this point. His game is whack. He used to be good. He's seeming to get old. He's, he's, he's throwing sloppy balls. I mean, even in that last game that they played against um, – Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. It's no way that the Cleveland Browns really should have won that game, but the turnovers and all of that, like they had the advantage. And, you know, we just got to really thank Ben for that, or they have to thank Ben because I'm not a Cleveland Brown. But it was a lot of that was on that quarterback and and his issue. So it's just shocking to me that he'll be back for another year and maybe this will be the year that Ben will prove himself. We don't know. Um, But I do think that'll be a nice game in Week 17 for Big Ben at the end of the day. I mean, hopefully I'm, – I'm a Pittsburgh fan. I like Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is a good coach, or he was a good coach. He seemed to really be able to rally the guys. But just, you know, these last few seasons, it's kind of been going, you know, up and down for Mike. So, I don't know. Hopefully they do good over there in Pittsburgh. It's not one of my favorite teams again, but I do like the team. I just was shocked to see Big Ben coming back. But moving back on to the Lions – um, I'm just really excited about this new season. And everybody is saying don't expect a good season from the Lions. And I personally would like to know what you guys really think about that. Like, And when I say I want to know what you think about that, I mean exactly if they're not going to have a good season, what do you feel their record is going to be? If their record is anything better than it's been since we had Quintricia, um, that's a damn good season, even if they don't make the playoffs. So I want to know what a lot of you people that's saying that the Lions is going to suck, they're going to be a part of a rebuild. Like, do you guys think we'll be the first team to go 0-17? Or do you guys think we'll actually win more than two or three games? Because, I mean, you got to do better than you did the last season anyway. And... 
I have faith in the Lions, actually. I have faith in Jared Goff and in what he can do and even bring to the team as a young quarterback. If we can recall correctly, Jared Goff was a number one draft pick. You know, the Rams gave up a lot to even have Jared Goff and gave up even more to get rid of him. So shout out to the Rams for that again. <laughs> I mean, we we literally got to steal y'all for Jared Goff. And I, and I feel like, you know, honestly, we should just look at it for at least one season and see what Goff can do. And not only Goff, but the people that they're bringing to the lineup. Like I watched an interview Last week with Jamal Williams, the running back coming over from Green Bay, and he is ready. Like, he is on fire. He ready to join um, DeAndre Swift in the backfield, and they ready to get it popping. And I and, and he he made me believe him. I was like, yes, I'm. that might be my new favorite lion. I, I didn't know. You know, you, you and you never know. But people that's so fired up to actually be here, they want to be here. They want to be a part of the culture. They want to make the team better and grow with the team. Let's really rally around this. Like we, I guess the sports world give you this mentality or, you know, want to give teams a pass and use the rebuild term. Oh, it's okay. They're going to go through a rebuild. So, you know, we'll, we'll take our licking and keep it sticking or whatever the terms is. Y'all know I'm not good with the good terms, but whatever it is. No, like, like Dan Campbell said, and I said last week, Hey, if y'all getting paid to do this job, do this job. That's just like us regular folk. We go to work. We got to do our regular jobs. Like you can't go to work today and be like, Oh, I'm injured. I want to maybe sit out or no, you, you, you get fired. You know what I'm saying? You don't have that job no more. And, and especially in Michigan, it's at will. You sign a contract and they tell you, Hey, you can sneeze wrong on the job and get fired. So at this point, no, y'all get paid too much money. We got too much riding on this. Let's get out there this season, these Detroit Lions, and let's make it happen because it's not only y'all's ass that's on the line. It's ours, too. So especially mine, especially me just being so rah-rah for the Lions. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Like, I love the stuff that Dan Campbell said. He had an inter, a interview earlier this week, and he was so positive, him and Brad Holmes. They definitely did not want to talk about Kenny Galladay in that trade. Wish them well, but that was that. But they're talking about the people that they're bringing in and getting ready for the draft. You know, they haven't given any, like, hints on what kind of player or at what positions they're trying to draft at number seven because, again, the Lions are drafting at seven this um, this year. And they have a whole bunch of other picks that they, you know, picked up from the trade and in the second round. So we don't know what players and what positions that the Lions are going to draft. Many people are saying if they can get a quarterback, you know, go for it. I think quarterback is out because they they said we're going with golf. Now, if someone happens to be there, okay, maybe pick them up. But if some better player that you can build around golf is there, I'm sure that's probably who the Lions is going to go with. And I say maybe wide receiver or a great defensive player because the offensive line was fine last season um let's just build like more receiving core a better receiving core and definitely a better defense like that's what we need and I feel like if the Lions draft right this year we we probably could make it close to being in the playoffs but definitely a better team than a few the this the recent seasons that we've had so I, I really I want to leave it right there with just some more positive energy and positive news for the Lions like let's see where they go from draft day and then start to 
want to comment on what kind of season we feel like they'll have because this may be the year that fans stop saying those same old Lions. Like, in the past, yes, the Lions have drafted horribly. Horribly. Like, what? who, who helps y'all make these decisions? Like, don't y'all have um, scouts and stuff? Like, where did this go? But, no. Let's, let's see if the Lions is going to pick it up and we can be the fans who who's really happy to actually rally around the team. Um, before I go any further, guys, we're going to take a real quick break. Are you looking for a new podcast to watch or listen to? The Rocky Road Productions Porch Talk podcast is live every Saturday at 4 p.m. on the Rocky Road Productions Facebook page. If you missed the live version, playback is always available on RockyRoadMedia.com. Porch Talk features two different shows that run every other week. Shade and Shenanigans episodes are featured on the first and third Saturdays, and Love and Success episodes are featured every second and fourth Saturday. For more information and fresh content, visit RockyRoadMedia.com. That's R-O-C-K-Y-R-O-A-D-M-E-D-I-A.com. And welcome back, everybody. Check out RockyRoadMedia.com for your fresh content. Every other week, you will check me out on Shade and Shenanigans as Big Wit. I'll be there this Saturday. We have a good show planned for you guys. So please head over to the Rocky Road Productions Facebook page at 4 p.m. Check me out. And before I jump back in the show, this week at 5 p.m., Vitamin D starts under the Rocky Road Productions LLC platform as well. So right after Shade and Shenanigans, you can watch Vitamin D. Same page. For more information, go to RockyRoadMedia.com. So, y'all, I know I talked all that good stuff about Michigan last week. And I hate, I hate, I hate that my boys are out. They did not make the Final Four. They actually lost to UCLA. Same team that took the Spartans out. Um, who thought number 11 UCLA would take out number one Michigan? But the game was super close. Super, super, super close. Um, I just want to go to even like the coach, like Coach Howard, when he spoke in the post game, see, I mean, I'm sorry, the post game interview, he spoke so highly of the team, and he even talked about how even though they lost to one possession, which is bad, um, forty nine to fifty one, horrible, low scoring game. But what was worse about the game is the fact that the last eight shots that the team tried to make, they lost. So if they would have nailed one of the shots, it would have went into overtime. Half of the shots they tried to nail was three-point shots. So even if they would have nailed one of the three-pointers, they would have won the game. What's more, you know, rewarding is that they even made it this far. You know, nobody expected Michigan to even make it to Elite Eight. You know, in the beginning of the season, Michigan was looked at more of the UCLA team as the underdog. You know, if they make it, it'll be good. If not, you know, whatever. But the fact that they made it to Elite Eight, you know, is good. And I feel like the team is good. Another thing with that, and I'm going to touch on real fast, in the season I heard a lot of talk about, you know, because they were so good, they were being compared to Fat Five, especially with Jawan Howard, um, being the coach because Jawan Howard was, you know, a part of the Fab Five. He was originator. So 
What I don't understand is why would y'all compare this team to the Fat Five? Yes, they were good. I'm not taking away anything from those men, but the Fat Five was freshmen. <laughs> like you, if 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 you could bring in all freshmen and and they can change the era of the NCAA today and make a name for themselves as Jawan Howard and and Weber and the rest of them did, um, give it up. Call them Fab Five squared or whatever, the new Fab Five, however you want to call it. But you can't mix a team of p- people in. They Some of them about to be seniors. The rest of them here, NCAA is still played today as it was when they changed the narrative. Like, no, don't don't compare the team to the Fab Five. Make this somebody, you know, make them their, their whatever they're going to be, you know, baby junior Fab or whatever you want to call them. But don't compare such an iconic moment in college basketball or try to change the narrative of that iconic moment just because they was doing good. And I'm pretty sure now that those people that were having those conversations saying that this could be the next Fab Five are eating crow because they lost. <laughs> like, And I'm not trying to hate on the team. Y'all know I love Michigan basketball. I'm, I'm more or less talking about the fans. Even the fans who ride the team so hard all the time we're a good team we happy we Michigan fans go blue go blue go blue but then as soon as they lose now y'all got so much stuff to say about them this person suck that person suck like no you got to keep the same energy like who I, I, I really feel like we we all should put in a fan book like somebody come up with a website um, we all got to share it. and let's comment in this website, a rule to be a fan. We'll go through it, have some people, you know, let's sign up to go through it and come up with a rule book to be real fans because some of y'all, y'all just call yourself fans because it, it's probably cool. I don't know, but I, I just like me, I've been a lion fan, win or lose. Y'all see now, even now, like I think the lions going to win this season. Everybody like, no, they suck. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, we don't know that. <laughs> That's me every season. Lions was 0-16. I said they're going to come back and kill it. <laughs> no, you know, but I still keep that same energy. Look at me today. I'm dressed as a tiger because I feel like the tigers are great. That's me. Why we can't have real fans like this? No. I was sad when Michigan lost that game. I was. I wanted to see my team in the Final Four. I, I really felt like Michigan could have beat Gonzaga. It went all the way. Now we're out. Let's move on. You know, I just I just don't want to hear nobody else trying to compare. No, no, no other team in NCAA history to the Fab Five unless they're going to be all freshmen and change the narrative of the game. Let's not forget that's what they did. They changed the way the NCAA was played. And if y'all want to doubt me, do your research. So let's not go there no more. No more. No more. Let's let Jawan Howard have his moment. He's now, he's the coach. Let's give him his moment as the coach. But let him turn the men into the team that they going to be. You know, you can't. Don't nobody want to feel big shoes sometimes. And, and sometimes, you know, as fans, y'all want them. No, that's a lot. Now they got to get out on the court and prove some stuff. That's not them. You don't think they read social media? Like, no, y'all let these players be, the, be them. 
Let them do them because they can probably come out and maybe you might get a team that might be better than the Fab Five and they might be all sophomores. You never know. So all I'm saying is let's not, let's not do that. And I'm going to move on because I can get, I can talk about this a lot, y'all. <laughs> y'all know I love sports. This is sports talk, but I'm not going to hold y'all because that's me being a pastor and I'm not a pastor. I'm a journalist. <laughs> so I'm going to move on. Um, real quick before I get off NCAA though, you guys see Rocket Watts, one of MSU's star players or who was supposed to come in to the Spartan history as a star player or Spartan Nation, I'm sorry, whatever you call it, as a star player. But Rocket won out. And I'm, you know what? I honestly felt like Rocket would succeed in, the other, in another school, maybe Memphis or something, because, you know, Rocket has a different offense than Izzo run. It seems like Izzo runs his offense to where the star players will do what they need to do, and then he's going to take them out. I don't know what kind of breather he feel like they want or what kind of other time he feel like other people need, but... I don't know. I feel like you would go in, y'all down. Izzo might call a patty cake play. I don't know. That means score two points. They playing some good defense. We can't score two points. Three-point shot is open. I take a step back three. Boom, not Izzo. Then kick me out of the game because I scored one more point than he wanted me to. Uh-uh. Rocket won't out. And I won't out for Rocket because it's almost like what? What game are we playing here? Like, are we playing to win or are we playing to get down the patty cake play? That's what I don't know because I thought that's what practice was for. So what we need to have is the audible. Um, if you call the patty cake play and that's not open, we might need to go to the Humpty Dumpty play where I'm going to score three points. Let's, you know, have an audible in there, you know. That's just it. So I'm going to move on from the NCAA. Again, y'all, it is open. Opening day, it is opening day, downtown Detroit. The Tigers will win. <laughs> I don't know if the Tigers will win. I hope they'll win, though. But the game starts at 110. If you are a lucky person with one of the 8,200 tickets, please be safe when you go downtown, y'all. If you're not going downtown to watch the game at Comerica Park, you're going to one of the bars, be safe, wear your mask, you know, do what you got to do. Just do it responsibly, and that's all. I feel like if the governor can see us do some stuff responsibly, she might open up the world for us. But really what it's looking like is she about to close it back down. People going to be mad, back out there on the Capitol, having all kind of rallies. We don't know. But let's try to be safe today because if y'all be good, you know, like when we was kids, you know, we be good. You know, we be rewarded. So let's try to be good. Opening day again. So. The NBA, y'all. I got a lot of NBA talk. Let's start with some, is LeBron James really trying to recruit Steph Curry? <laughs> like, what? do? First off, when I heard that and I saw that, I was like, wow. Like, LeBron loves him a super team. I've never seen it quite, you know, I don't know, like, since he's formed these super teams, now you got over there at Brooklyn, you got all these star players over there. Now LeBron's trying to beef up the Lakers. You know, Andre Drummond just actually um, transferred over to the Lakers. So now you got Brian, AD, and um, AD, actually, Andre Drummond. But it's just weird to see, even if Steph Curry did come over to the Lakers, but why would LeBron expect for Steph to leave the Warriors? Like, He's literally kind of built that franchise. Like, 
the people in the Golden State of California, they love them some Steph Curry. Like, even though Steph wouldn't be going too far going over with the Lakers, but um, I, I, I really can't see Steph, you know, even entertaining that. Like, um, I could, I could honestly see LeBron going over to the Warriors before I could see Steph going over to the Lakers. Like, I, I, I mean, I know, you know, he liked playing with him in the um, All-Star game, which is cool because, you know, they don't get those opportunities. So I could see them playing together, you know, in the next All-Star games and in the future. But as the same teammate, no, like unless LeBron is going to recruit himself over to Golden State. But honestly, LeBron James is a good player, but... If I got in the league today, I honestly don't even think I would want to play with LeBron James. Like, you can literally score 100 points, and LeBron James is still going to be the player that they talk about in that game. Like, I want my own shine. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's the woman in me. But uh-uh. I, mm-mm. I think Steph going to be in his lane. We'll be teammates in the all-star season. <laughs> we can practice together in the off-season, but... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, anywho, I'm going to get o- over to some more basketball information because, y'all, it's a lot. When I told y'all last week about um, LeBron James and Sue Bird both being in the, the NBA, WNBA for 17 seasons, four titles um, between each other, but Brian makes millions, Sue makes thousands, Um. It's got deep. Draymond had, he put out a couple of tweets. It was a little crazy. And his opinion was that people, well, the women should speak up for themselves. Like, oh, um, if y'all would say, you know, what y'all want or demand more, then the NBA would, listen, the, the men's game hasn't always been global and recognized, but men fought for what they wanted. Now, I'm a little kind of confused where with that because I don't understand why he would feel like women aren't fighting. <laughs> like, if you know there's a difference between the pay here, why wouldn't I fight to have better or want better? Or why would I just accept mediocre pay when I have to be physical as well on the court? I have to do these things as well. Now, one of the tweets that really stuck out to me um, from Draymond was the fact that he said he had the opportunity to do a PSA or something for um, a w- International Women's Day or something like that or something for the month. And he turned it down because he felt like this was just like a way to make money or whatever. But my thing is, if you feel so strongly and you have such a platform to be given the opportunity to do something like this, why not take it and speak up for the women as you are on Twitter? Because Twitter fingers are only going to go so far. But if you could get in front of these advertisers or if you can get in front of these people that you feel like the women should be trying to get in front of, then maybe you could start the movement and make a little bit of difference. But no, you turned it down and ran to Twitter. And that's why I feel like the response and the backlash that he got from players like Sue Bird telling him, oh, you have the right concept, my mans, but at the end of the day, your delivery is wrong. You, you, you talking to the wrong people because 
we know what we doing. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. But again, that's going to only get so far, especially in a man dominated league. A lot of people talk about how women don't support other women's sports, but it's not really publicized. It's if, if you don't have somebody that you honestly like or you're following, you don't know. You know, oh, everybody just want to watch tennis for Serena because Serena make, makes a name for herself. Nike and everybody give her shots. You don't see many Nike shoes labeled after women. You didn't, you, no one was standing in line for the new Lisa Leslie's. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real. So I, I, I want to say, like, if if y'all going to have comment, especially on money and women and stuff like that, use your platform for to better it, not to put them down like they're not doing what they're supposed to do to get more money in their pocket. But then, no, I turned down the opportunity to speak up for women. Oh, it was a PSA like, um. Wasn't what you was doing on Twitter a PSA? You could have did that there, my mans. But anyway, we're going to move on from Draymond Green because who who cares, really? You know, who cares about an opinion that's really not trying to change a narrative in real life? Um, Before we get over to Deshaun Watson, y'all, and other basketball news, Master P's son did announce the school he's going to go to. I have a little bit of the clip from um, Hersey Miller. That's his son's name. I thought it was cute, Hersey and Percy. But Hersey announced his um, college, and here we go. Let's listen. Just reach out to me big and small. With that being said, I'll be attending Tennessee State University. Yeah. Yeah. Me, uh, I've always grown up being a leader. You know, my dad told me never follow the crowd, and I want to make a difference. And I feel like most people think that HBCUs are mid-major schools. They can't do it. Like, they have a lot of pros that come out of HBCUs or mid-major. They just don't have the spotlight. So, with me, I want to put the spotlight on all the HBCUs around. I just want to see the bigger picture and change the narrative. Y'all, that is so big. How many young kids do you see honestly want to make a difference outside of even just being a star athlete? So, let's clap it up one more time for Hersey Miller. I'm proud of him. I'm I'm definitely proud of him, y'all. Honestly, a lot of great people has came out of TSU. I mean, I'm sorry, not TSU, but HBCUs. Um, just think about it. Our vice president, our first woman vice president, Kamala Harris, she went to Howard. She came out of HBCU. And a little secret, ever since I was about... I think 12 Tennessee State University was the college that I wanted to go to. It was the first college that I applied to and it was the first college I was accepted to, but I was double promoted little nurse that is there. So I was young and I was afraid to be away from home so far away in college at 17. And I just, I took my chances and stayed here and went to Saginaw Valley, but my, my college experience it turned out great, and now look at me. I have two master's degrees, so you ne- you got you got to cry before you walk. But I'm happy that he's following his dreams and he's going to TSU to put a spotlight back on HBCUs because Hersey Miller is arguably one of the top players in the nation. You know, not just this country. He 
he can go anywhere in ball. So I'm, I'm very, very proud of him. I'm very, very proud of Master P because he, as an entrepreneur, you know, he was a rapper. We all know his past, but he did what he had to do for his children. And, and all of them seem to be great men with their head on their shoulders. So I'm very, very proud of him. Um, in other news, Kobe Bryant's daughter just announced that she got accepted in the USC, even though USC is in the HBCU. It's still a great college, and I'm very, 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 very happy to see young people wanting to further their education and especially be a positive light for other young people on social media because they don't get that. So I'm happy to see that. So before we move on, guys, because I have this update on Deshaun Watson for you as promised, um, it's going to get juicy, really, really, really juicy. So before we move on to Deshaun Watson, I have a quick break. Are you starting a business or having an event? If so, contact 360V Graphics for all your needs. They offer logos, flyers, business cards, and more. They even offer obituaries. If you're confused, 360V offer consultations for a low price. Visit 360V for more information. To place your order, go to 360V.com forward slash wage. We all go eat. That's 360V.com forward slash W-A-G-E-W-E-A-L-L-G-O-E-A-T. And thank you for that quick advertisement there. If you have any design needs or anything like that, head over to 360V, get a consultation, and go from there. Now, I told you guys before the quick break that we were going to talk about the Deshaun Watson stuff. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. It is three more women now claiming um, that this happened to them. They filed lawsuits against Watson, bringing a total to 19 women. Tony Busby is representing the Jane Doe's and the new cases, but an additional woman outside of these 19 women spoke with Sports Illustrated. Now, this was a, it was put out that the three-time pro bowler did the similar things against her, but what makes it interesting is this one woman is claiming that Watson was deleting his Instagram post and in these Instagram posts, he was supposedly trying to settle out of court or just settle, you know, the claims with these women. Now USA today is stating that um, Watson's attorney is denying these claims. Watson is being um, represented by Rusty Harden. And he said that Watson regularly deletes his Instagram messages, but he hasn't deleted any messages since the first um, claim was filed in March. So were these women already reaching out to Watson and he was trying to settle prior to going to court? Like either way it go, um, I'm not sure if his attorney, you know, picked up on that. I don't know, but it seems like he's guilty um, because you can't be attempting to settle anything if if you're not guilty, you know that, I mean, I'm not going to spend money on some, you can't tell me I ran into your car at the supermarket and I'm going to say, Hey, well, let me give you $500 for the damages. No, prove it. You know, my car is not scratched up. I don't have any other kind of pain on my car. So no, 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 we're going to have to go to civil court because you're going to have to prove that. So if he, 
reached out to the women prior to, in between two, or after two, it still is like an omission of guilt. So now I'm like, hmm. At first, I'm like, okay, I don't have, a, a you know, any kind of comments about it. But now it's a little, it's a little shaky because you... You're trying to to settle your the leading messages, like what's in the messages, and I'm sure that's that's something that will come up in court. Um, now, what's more interesting about the story to me is that the that additional woman, so the twentieth woman, um, Jane Doe or Mary, as Sports Illustrated call her, Mary, she had similar claims, but then she go to Sports Illustrated. She went around Tony Busby. So is it a thing about trust with the Busby cases? Or was this an issue of money to now be paid from Sports Illustrated? Because, you know, it's a slippery slope. And that's why, you know, people look at stuff like this, especially when it comes out and you have multiple women alleging that something happened against one person. And now you see a monetary gain in the beginning, last week, you guys, I mentioned that Tony Busby even wanted Deshaun Watson to settle and everything before court. So it's like they want the money anyway. So it's it's really, 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 really weird. But what's more weird to me now, even just giving you guys this update this week, is just the fact that he was trying to settle with the women on Instagram, I guess, prior to even getting cases filed against him. And you can't just be out here raping massage therapists, like no kind of way, no kind of form, nobody on no level. You can't be out here raping no kind of women. It's unfortunate that prostitution is not legal, but it's definitely people out here that's doing it anyway. And you you can't force nothing on people, especially when you know that this is going to be traumatizing and it could come back on you as a person like Deshaun Watson and ruin your career. Like, that's not smart. I'm sure somebody is in Deshaun Watson's DMs trying to throw it at him. So for you to just go here and be trying to take it, that's not cool. I I hope, I, I hope for his sake that this is just allegations and we'll see how this plays out in court. But Deshaun, if you out here trying to settle... I'm just trying to say, but before I get off the Deshaun Watson thing, uh, the outside linebacker with the coach, Darius Leonard, has something to say about the Deshaun Watson situation. Now, it's not necessarily that he's on Watson's side, but he don't appreciate the media and the press that's around it, especially from ESPN. Because of the Chad Wheeler situation, if you guys remember, Chad Wheeler um, played for Seattle. He uh, beat his girlfriend up and it was like all over social media. It was all over everywhere. And you heard about it and then it went away. And it did. I'm not going to lie. Um, so he feels like you've seen this woman get beat up. Y'all saw her bruises. You saw her hurt. And you guys let it go at the wayside, but here now this is Deshaun Watson's situation, and now this is major news. Everybody's blowing it up. It's so much, and he doesn't like that, and I understand where he's coming from, so I do think things media should be fair across the board. It, it, it's just this is the world we live in, y'all. But I'm going to wrap the show up. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. 
or listening to the second episode of Sports Talk with your girl, Whitney B. It's opening day. If you're watching this video, I have been dressed as the tiger the whole time, and I'm bringing it to y'all, and I love it. If you're going to the game again tonight, please, I mean this afternoon, I know I said tonight, Please be safe. Please be responsible. Wear your mask. Be safe. Social distance. Wash your hands. Take your hand sanitizer. I'm sure they'll have stations. Pay your meters. Let's not be foolish and crazy, y'all. It's not going to be that bad of parking because everybody not going down there. So go down there. Be responsible. Have a designated driver and have fun, y'all. I'll be back next Thursday, 5 p.m., different lineup we're going to talk about a lot if i have a watson update for sure i'll bring it to you because i told you guys we'll be following this story check me out mywhitneyb.com that's m-y-w-h-i-t-n-e-y-b.com i'll have my stories posted uh, sporadically through the weeks as well as the update for sports talk you could check out the first episode and this episode i appreciate you guys support thank you so much for all the feedback i see it i love it i appreciate you guys without you there's no sports talk and i'm out